This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. Okay, we now have our Bible reading, and uh, this morning Bible reading passage is taken from Luke chapter two, verse twenty-two to thirty-two. But unfortunately, we don't have the physical Bible uh, that can pass on to you, so please do take the time to take out your mobile phone or your physical Bible with you. Or not, you can refer to the projection up front. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem. Present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Before I pass the time over to Pastor Andrew to preach uh, this morning's sermons to us, I'll give you some time in the meanwhile uh, to turn to the Bible passage um, and also to have the opportunity to grab your notes and your pens with you so that you all can take down the notes from the sermon. Thank you. Hey, it's really wonderful to be back here again. Uh, hello to everybody at the Zoom, and uh, it's great to see everybody here today face-to-face after not seeing you for so long. Uh, let's go to God in prayer now as we prepare our hearts to hear from this word. Uh, dear Father, as we come before you today, truly we want to thank you for the opportunity once again to be fed by your word, to have you speak to us through your word. And we just pray that our hearts will be touched, our minds will be engaged, and our wills will truly want to bow down before you. We pray for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What have you been waiting for your whole life for? I want you to think about the question for a moment. What would you wait your whole life for? Okay, like, you know, some people wait for that dream boyfriend or girlfriend, some of you have found each other already. Okay, I'm looking at you, Nick and Liz. Right? Okay, so some people dream or wait for that dream house. 
Some people wait for that dream job. Some people wait for that dream holiday in their retirement. So what are you waiting for in life? And if you received what you were waiting for, could you honestly say that uh, it would make your life complete? Could you say, okay, if I receive this thing that I've been waiting for all my life, I would find my life so full of meaning, so full of fulfillment, so full of direction, that I would die happy? Those are really interesting questions to ponder upon. And today we're going to be looking at this person called Simeon. And Simeon, in a sense, had been waiting all his life for something which would be so meaningful for him that indeed he could say that his life, after he received what he was waiting for, would be full of meaning. So, uh, as we look at today's passage, Simeon is a person in history. He lived 2,000 years ago in ancient Jerusalem. And we're told a few very important things about this person, Simeon. So first up, we hear that Simeon was a person who was righteous and devout. Okay, so these phrases, these adjectives, righteous and devout, are very important. Okay, to be righteous means that you are always consistently doing right things before God. He is a person that does right things before God. He was also devout. It meant that he was God-fearing, he was godly, he was devoted to God. And when you put those two adjectives together, it's actually very significant because very few people in the Bible are described as both righteous and devout. In fact, in the Old Testament, uh, the person of Job, right, that, that person that uh, has a whole book devoted to him, is described as righteous and devout. But something else that we also need to pay attention about, Simeon, is not only is he righteous, doing the right things, devout, God-fearing, but we are told three times in the passage that the Holy Spirit was working in Simeon. Okay, so the Bible doesn't want to waste extra words, right? So it's, it's telling us that the Holy Spirit is in Simeon because it's something that's very important. And to have the Holy Spirit in you means that, in a sense, God is speaking through you. Right? It's like God's word is mediated through your words and your actions. And so these three facts about Simeon, that he's righteous, that he's devout, that the Holy Spirit in him tells us that we really need to pay attention to Simeon. And why do we need to pay attention to Simeon? Well, in the very beginning of the book of Luke, from which we are reading chapter 2 now, Luke, the writer of the Gospel of Luke, tells us why it is that he writes his book or the Gospel of Luke. And he tells us that the reason why he wrote, oops, sorry, was because he was trying to give us eyewitness accounts so that this recipient, Theophilus, would be certain or assured of the things that he had heard about the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when we see the person of Simeon, right, we see the person of Simeon, we're told all these facts about Simeon because he is an eyewitness, par excellence. He is a good eyewitness because he does the right things. He's not going to lie. He's God-fearing. He is someone with the Holy Spirit. So he is the eyewitness for which Luke, 
put together for us so that we may know the certainty of the things that we read about here about this person, Jesus. So once we understand that, and once we are paying attention to Simeon, then we then turn our attention to, well, exactly what are we supposed to learn about this person, Simeon? What is it about Simeon that we're supposed to pay attention to that relates to Jesus? Well, the passage goes on to tell us that this Simeon was waiting. He was a waiting person. So back to the introduction, he was waiting for something very important. In fact, he was waiting all his life for something called the consolation or the consolation of Israel. Now, we don't usually use that word very much, right? Consolation. Uh, maybe in soccer, right? You know, you're, 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 you're losing like 10-0 and you manage to score a goal. You, it's like consolation goal, right? It makes you feel better. But that's not actually what this word means, consolation. It's more the idea of relief or release or comfort. And I think a good way of understanding this word consolation uh, is this idea of the Panadol. Okay, so you know, you're feeling pain, got a fever, headache, migraine, muscle ache, backache. And so in order to find release, to find relief, you reach for your Panadol Extra, oh, this is not this normal Panadol. Okay, you reach for your Panadol Extra, and then you take it, and you get relief or release for six hours, and then the, you've got to take it again. In the same way, Simeon is not looking for a Panadol. He's waiting for a person, and that person is the person of the Lord's Christ. And that's what it says there, right? So this comfort, this release, this relief, it doesn't come from Panadol, it comes from the person, the Lord's Christ. Now, the Lord's Christ is a big person, okay? Um, so there's a saying, you know, you need a big person to do a big job. And so, you know, for those of you who watch EPL soccer, you'll be following the English league, and then every four years, there's the World Cup, and then England, you get your hopes up that England will do very well, and then, as usual, they'll lose the quarterfinals to Germany or something like that. And every year, they'll be looking for a new coach. And they always get the big coach, right? I mean, you don't get a small coach. And so, in the same way here, this big job, the consolation, the comfort, the release, the relief of Israel, is given to the biggest person, the Lord's Christ. Because the Lord's Christ is this eternal, everlasting King. And so, 700 years, sorry, 1,000 years before the birth of Jesus, uh, God had promised the great King David, the great King David, that he would send someone in the line of David who would be king forever. Forever. And that's the Christ. For a thousand years, God's people have been looking forward to this forever king this eternal king, this everlasting king, the Lord's Christ. And so as we look at this passage here, we see that the expectation now is very heightened because they've been waiting 1,000 years and Simeon here knows that it's going to happen in his lifetime. That's what he's waiting for. This is what he's been waiting for all his life. So here is Simeon. He knows that this life this, in this lifetime, his lifetime, the Lord's Christ is going to come, consolation of Israel is going to happen, and he is 
waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Then finally, the Holy Spirit comes on Simeon one day, guides him into the temple, and then he meets the baby Jesus. Now, this is not the baby Jesus because we don't have any pictures of the baby Jesus. <clears throat> and he doesn't really actually meet the baby Jesus. Actually, as we read the passage here today, we read that he meets the 40-day-old Jesus. Uh, because this is the Jesus that has been brought into the temple for circumcision, for sacrifice, and for purification. So, so this will be like 40 days later. So it's almost like, you know, when you, when you go to uh, one month uh, celebration for the birth of the, the baby sort of thing, right? Now, when you look at the baby, this is on the internet, it's not Jesus, right? What is this baby going to become? Doctor, teacher, athlete, IT professional. Who knows, right? You're just looking at a 40-year-old baby. No, sorry, 40-day-old baby. But here, the Holy Spirit guides and opens the eyes of Simeon and says, this is the one in whom you've been waiting your whole life for. This is the one in which Israel has been waiting 1,000 years for. This is the one that is going to be the comfort, consolation, release, relief of Israel. This is going to be the price. And when the, the baby is in Simeon's arms, Simeon says, now you can dismiss me because I will go in peace. Right? That's what it says there in verse 29. He says to God, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Now this is very important because in Latin, in the, in, in the ancient world, this uh, song or this hymn or praise of Simeon has classically been known as the Nuc Dimittis. Okay, so it's Latin, no one speaks that anymore. But literally it means, now you dismiss. And why is it that Simeon can say, now you dismiss? Because when you think about it, all he's done is he's seen a 40-day-old baby. But he doesn't just see a 40-day-old baby, he sees who this baby is and what this baby will do. Because not only is this child the consolation of Israel, the relief and release of Israel, he is not only just the Christ, if you look here in the passage, it says here, in verse 30, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. So not only will this 40-day-old baby be the relief and consolation of Israel, this baby will be the salvation of all people, all nations, everyone. And that's why... In a sense, you can understand that if Simeon can see this in this 40-day-old baby, he is able to say, Nuk Dimitris, you can dismiss me and I can die in peace. Because here is the one who will bring salvation to everyone, including Simeon. He is the one who will be the everlasting Christ of which Simeon will sit under. He is the one who will bring comfort to Israel. He's the one who brings glory to Israel because the promises of God, the powerful promises of God, will be fulfilled. In verse 32, 30, sorry, in verse 31 to 32, it goes on to say 
that this salvation, in verse 32, will be a light of revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, light here is not really explained, but the light here is definitely read, must be read together with the salvation. So salvation, light, light, salvation, they come together. And so here, the, the light that, that Simeon says that this baby has must be associated with the things of salvation. So this baby Jesus will bring light into the world. He will bring life, right? Light is always associated with life. He will bring light, and light again is associated with bringing light into darkness. And lastly, he will bring light as in he will bring restoration and salvation to people who are lost back into relationship with God. And as we understand what Simeon sees in the 40-day-old baby, we see that the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled because Isaiah had prophesied that indeed a child will come who will bring light to the world, the nations, the Gentiles, who will bring salvation and who will rule forever. So 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah wrote, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant and to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will, make you, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And again in Isaiah chapter 9 it says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. And so as we look back 700 years before the birth of Jesus, we see that he predicts that a light will come into the world, a world living in the shadow of death. It will come into the world at the birth of a child. And this child will be the one who is the eternal, everlasting King. He will be the Christ. And so if we, if we understand what Simeon sees, if we understand just a little bit of what Simeon sees, then we, in a sense, must reflect on what Simeon feels. So can we say in the same way as Simeon, because we know this Jesus, because we know that he is the release the consolation of Israel. He is the everlasting Christ because He is the Savior come to save all nations, including ourselves, because He is the light of the world. Can we say in the same breath, in the same feeling as Simeon, Nuk, Dimitis, now God, you can dismiss me, I'm willing to die because all the dreams I've had, all the expectations I have in this world, Everything I've waited for in this world can find their meaning in Jesus. 
that you can dismiss me in peace. Because I think that if we understand who Jesus is and what Jesus has come to do, then indeed we can say to God, because we know Jesus, we can be dismissed in peace. See, when you think of your own life, have you ever had a life-changing experience? And think of yourself. Have you had a life-changing experience? Have you had a life-changing experience where you can actually say with sincerity, I can now die in peace? Must be a very big experience, right? Now, I've never heard anybody ever say in a secular way that Christmas is a life-changing experience. Because really, the world's understanding of Christmas is not a life-changing experience because Santa Claus is not a life-changing experience. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, is also not a life-changing experience. And no present that I've ever received at Christmas has ever changed my life in a life-changing way. But if we understand what we celebrate at Christmas, that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, who brings comfort and consolation and release to his people, who brings glory to Israel because he fulfills all the promises that God has made to her, because he is the Christ, because he is the Savior of the world, because he is the light of the world, then truly we can, we can die peacefully. We can say, God, you can dismiss me, I can go in peace. Many years after the birth of Jesus, Jesus, when he grew up, said these words. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If we really, really understand these words, if we really, really take to heart these words, then really, we can say, Jesus is enough for me. If I know Jesus, I can be dismissed today and I will still be at peace because He is the light who has overcome the darkness. He is the light who has given me eternal life. He is my everlasting King. There is nothing to fear. He is big enough for all my dreams. He's big enough for all the meaning that I need in this world, He's big enough to fulfill my life. So I hope that as we reflect on today's passage, we will really see who the person of Jesus is, what He has come to do, and how great this news is. And be like Simeon, that we will really, as we understand the fullness of Jesus, be truly at peace, and to know that we can be dismissed by God and say to God, God, I'm in peace because of Jesus. And I, what I've been waiting for all my life has already arrived. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Father, as, I, as we come before you today, we truly want to thank you for, for the good witness of Simeon. He was righteous and devout, full of the Holy Spirit. He was waiting patiently for the consolation of Israel, for the Lord's Christ. 
Dear Father, when he met the baby Jesus, the 40-day-old Jesus, the Holy Spirit spoke to him powerfully that indeed here was the one that he'd been waiting for all his life. Here was the one that was prophesied 1,000 years ago to King David, 700 years before that in Isaiah. He would be the one who would be the saviour of all nations. He would be the light Gentiles and glory of Israel. So dear Father, we pray that as we live in this commercial world, in this secular world, that we do not get lost in its myths of Christmas, but rather we will see that Christmas truly is a celebration, a celebration of such magnitude and greatness that it, it is beyond our, even our understanding. Uh, that if we truly understood Jesus, it would be something where it would fill our lives so full of meaning and fulfillment and direction that we could say honestly to you that you could dismiss, dismiss us in peace. And so today, as we come before you, dear Father, we pray that you may help us to so understand Jesus that we may put aside all our childish dreams all our childish waiting, and to say that all our hopes and dreams are found in this person, Jesus. And that truly, uh, He is the one who fills our lives so fully that we no longer wait for anything, but have found our peace in Him. And we pray for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at busypc.sg.